Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, mm -hmm. and this is our horror movie show where we talk about horror films. And it is October when you're watching this, so it's the October thon, which means we're doing extra episodes, and this is one of them. Uh, so this is uh, going to be about Rabid. This is the 1977 David Cronenberg film, which neither of us had seen before. Is that right? No. Yeah, no, yeah I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, first of all, I, I always got confused because I um not because of the content of the movies, but I just I always mm -hmm. misremembered if it was this or Shivers that I'd seen. Ah, uh, okay. You know, I wouldn't have got the plots mixed up if I'd seen them both, but because right. I'd only seen one of them, I wasn't. I was. I can never remember what the name was of the one I'd seen, because it kind of yeah. fit both in terms of mm -hmm. Shivers. Yeah. Like the, the, the the name kind of still worked for that in, in some ways. But. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, for me, it was similar with uh, The Brood is, like, the one I saw. So, like, it, it was, uh, and, and I always forget the name of it because it's like, all right, I know I've seen one of his earlier movies. It's uh, either this one or that one. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what we're going to talk about, and we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. And we will we will give you a warning in the middle before we go into spoilers. Um, so we are recording this in advance. It's actually still summer at the time of recording <laughs> because Tim might is getting married in October. In fact, well, he might even might get married. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> in fact, what I was going to say, Tim, is that he might actually be get, like on the altar right now. He might be saying oh, yeah. his vows literally this minute. <laughs> True. And I'm sure it's a sight to behold, but. It, Right now, thanks to time travel, we're here talking about mm -hmm. a movie, so yes. we're going to talk about I Rabbit. Yeah, I suggested that we record some early so that we can get these extra episodes out to people in October. Pete was kind of like, ah, I don't know, screw the fans, but uh, I was like, no, what? you know, I think... <laughs> what is this, this filthy spread of misinformation? <laughs> Ooh, filthy spread. Uh... <laughs> Damn Tim. Damn it. <laughs> God damn you. Anyway, so we're going to talk about Rabbit. So what is Rabbit? Rabbit is a film about a woman who is in a motorcycle accident. Uh, she gets some experimental uh, grafting surgery to try and help with, with her injuries. And she develops a stinger, a stinger under her armpit, which she uses to feed on, on other human blood. And you're thinking, mm -hmm. is it kind of like a vampire movie then? No, it's not really a vampire movie. But the point is, is that anyone she does this to uh, gets a disease. Uh, similar to rabies, not exactly, but it's very, you know, in the ballpark. It's a bit more vicious, turns people into, like, you know, man-eating, crazy See, people. Yeah, Kind of like a mix between, like, vampires and zombies. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I'll give it credit, though. It never felt like, to me, it was kind of overlapping into those things too much. It always felt like its own yeah. thing. It always felt like, no, this is like a, a rabid dog turned up to 11, mm. as opposed to... Oh, definitely. Yeah. As opposed to just, oh, it's just a zombie movie. Even though there's, there's some similarities. I, I think mm -hmm. it's because of the way it's portrayed where you can kind of see what the spread is, because a big part of the movie is sort of watching how she kind of infects like, different people mm -hmm. and how it ends up you know, getting bigger because of that. But that's the premise of the film. Um, so I'll ask Tim the question. Tim, mm -hmm. did you enjoy rabid uh i did uh it's it's definitely not my favorite cronenberg um and i think by the end like it's not a long movie it's only about 90 ish minutes but uh i did kind of feel a little bit of a drag um maybe towards like the last uh you know half of the movie or so but uh overall it's certainly <laughs> a very like you know interesting and unique idea like it is one of those kind of so crazy things that mm. i kind of can't help but love uh the premise because it is so out there uh and it is uh cronenberg so um I, I i was watching it with um 
Melissa the other day who uh, had I don't think has any has seen any Cronenberg movies or yes. whatever. This, uh, is, this is the the possible wife of, of October. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wife of October. That sounds like a lifetime movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, it was uh, it like some sort of weird story about like a witch who's trying to like like lure a yeah. man into marry her like near Halloween, <laughs> the wife of October coming to right. a theater near you. Yeah, uh, but like I was trying to explain explain to her like <laughs> what you kind of get out of like a Cronenberg movie, and I'm like, well, you're not really gonna feel great <laughs> watching it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's definitely gonna it's definitely like uh kind of not like fun to look at it and then surely enough like you know 15 minutes in we're getting like surgery scenes and like peeling back skin grafts which i was like yeah. Ugh. um but no yeah like overall uh it, i i like it it's not the best it does have like some flaws but i, I think it is like an interesting uh movie and i'm glad i saw it yeah um no i'm kind of in a similar boat i i thought it was it was Decent to good, um, kind of in that range. I, I like some of the, the tone that it was playing with. I like the feeling of the movie. I do yeah. think it suffers from not really, like... I don't feel like we ever get attached to any characters. It's got a very cold, distant sure. kind of... You're just kind of watching various people do things. Um, yeah. And you never really get attached to anyone and care about their survival or care about like any of the characters in the, in the movie itself. It's kind of a very yeah. just almost clinical watch of it. It almost remains... It's yeah. almost like... Did you ever see Contagion? Uh, wait, did I? I don't think I, I have. No. Yeah, so, so I don't know. It's about six years old now, something like that. Okay. Um, but and it's not exactly like that. Contagion again. It felt very clinical. It did try and make you care more about the characters in that movie. But I was thinking about that a little bit when I was watching this because it it felt kind of like no, no. The whole point of this movie is how this disease starts and then how it spreads, mm-hmm. and it's a very yeah. cold look at how that happens without any of any of the emotion really attached to any of this. And mm-hmm. it does some good atmosphere stuff with that, but I, I think it does suffer because I think that drag you feel in the last like chunk of the movie, the last act, that last yeah. half hour, I think that comes from the fact that by the time we get there, we don't actually really care about any characters. We're just kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, how does this wrap up now? Yeah, like um, when you talk about like zombie stuff, like there was like uh, when you're kind of starting to see like the uh, you know contagion spread, um, like it did kind of give me like almost like a like certain shots like kind of reminded me of like dawn of the dead uh, a little bit but you Mm. don't get the like uh like you said it's like more of a step back kind of just like a a cold clinical look at it where you don't really have like the characters like in dawn of the dead that you like that you know know what actually maybe separates it from a zombie a little bit more not not so much in the concept of what the thing what the, the 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 rabid people are more just the idea that Typically with zombies, we don't see the start of it like this. We we always jump That's in, true, yeah. you know, later on when it's you know hordes and mm-hmm. hordes of them. Whereas here, it's like no, this is just like the, the first like baby steps of like this starting to spread. Yeah, and it also seems that by the end that it's actually okay. Like you know, they're they're, go- they're mm-hmm. going to contain it probably. Like it's not going to mm-hmm. actually go. It's also it's a Canadian movie. Uh, we met yeah. as well. It's, it's set in a uh, uh, Quebec and. Uh, Montreal. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the different set than normal for your mm-hmm. for your movie. It's a thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always nice to see. Um, and it it kind of feels like a, at first maybe it might be. Uh, well, I I thought there's there's gonna be more stuff about like plastic surgery like in it. Yeah. Um, because it kind of starts off with like a 
yeah, the, it's people at this plastic surgery thing. And then <laughs> I, I, it does seem kind of weird that, all right, this like, you know, lady has like a, her motorcycle accident and then they rush her to the plastic surgery place. But it's like, oh, when do you go? I mean, I'm sure they have stuff to operate on, but still, well, like, wouldn't they, that be more of a hospital thing? They justify it because it's like, okay, someone sees the accident because there's like, because a plastic, you know, surgery clinic. And I actually but, thought this scene was like kind of funny because like she's just like this random lady just watching binoculars and she's just like, hey, I think that motorcycle exploded. Yeah, but her and the guy who are there have got like bandages around their face because they've had yeah. some surgery. But yeah, and so it's basically the 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 head doctor dude's like, oh, let's go and fetch them in the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, she's got half an hour to live unless we do something. And the nearest host, actual mm-hmm. proper hospital is like, you know, hours away. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's how they justify it in, in the movie. And, he, and it almost, I almost got the impression, because I almost thought we were going to get a lot more of his character, because I thought what it was setting up here was that he was so desperate for real, like, surgery and real, yeah. you know, real medicine. Because it, cause it, when it, we, we first meet him, he's talking to his, like, um, his wife and... Not his agent. It's like the... That's not quite right, but... Is he like a co-owner or something of the yeah something like that place? Uh, but not a doctor himself per se. Uh, mm-hmm. And they want to like franchise him out. They want to franchise mm-hmm. the plastic surgery business. Like, I don't want to be the Colonel Sanders of, of plastic surgery. Yeah, it's like why not? So, It'd be great. <laughs> so you you kind of it's actually not a bad idea, but like you <laughs> you do kind of like get this idea of like oh this is gonna have something to say about like um yeah about like you know excessive surgery and like beauty and looks and stuff but no not really not really no it doesn't really go down that path and he does some like i never really quite understood what he was doing really uh it was like they were doing skin grafts but like internally to like you know to heal something yeah uh the i mean I, I almost admire the craziness of this where it's like is anything they're doing able to justify what this person becomes oh god <laughs> no he, like they imply at one point that there's a there's a risk of it causing like a tumor like she could be, c- mm-hmm. get cancer because of what they're doing but i mean arguably it's worth the risk because she's going to be dead if they don't so it's like oh well, take yeah. a chance but mm-hmm. she develops a stinger that that sucks blood and then leaves them with like in this her r- armpit in her armpit it's a really good place for it as well <laughs> may i add uh, the the close ups whenever we see close ups of this little thing opening and this little thing coming out mm-hmm. it, it looks very much like a like a I don't know like I'm trying to think of the, the right animal here it looks like the the penis of like <laughs> okay of like an insect or something like that where it opens up and it's this little oh, okay. spiky yeah. thing that comes out I don't know it's Jeez, it's not pleasant porn are you watching <laughs> Animal Planet <laughs> All right, well to each their own uh, yeah it, it definitely <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah it's definitely like upsetting to look at and which i which i guess like is kind of like cronenberg's like forte it's uh i mean i think have we talked about any other cronenberg movies on here i don't think sure. we have i don't think we have this is the first time we've ever talked about cronenberg movies so so i don't know like just like just like in a general sense like do you like him like what do you like it's your, you, you, would it, you consider yourself a fan it's funny you ask that because i, I think it's a really complicated answer because yeah I, I feel like with Cronenberg, I never know how I'm going to feel when I sit down to watch one of his mm-hmm. films for the first time. I think there's some that I love. Um, my favourite of his mm-hmm. is actually, like, probably one of the least cronenberg ones of the whole filmography, but I, I think A History of Violence is a fantastic film. Oh, uh, true. Yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think The Fly's pretty solid. I like Shivers yeah. probably more than this. I think Shivers mm-hmm. uh, works quite well. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, I saw uh, Naked Lunch and I, I was like, this, I, I, I didn't oh, get yeah. it. I, was just, I, I wasn't into it at all. 
Yeah, I never saw that. Uh, yeah, like I, I like the fly a lot. Um, yeah, history of violence is good. There's a, a recent one he did. I think was it Maps to the Stars Homes or something. It was just like a couple of years ago, oh, which wasn't seen that bad. One. Yeah, haven't seen it. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's not like horror. I don't really know what you call it, but it, it's interesting. But um, and of course, uh, Dead Ringers is like another kind of classic of his. Uh, but I like I I guess that like I guess I like him, but yeah, his movies aren't really like pleasant. To watch, like <laughs> you know, very hit and miss. Kind of hard. I mean, yeah. Scanners is this not bad? Oh yeah, Scanners. Oh, oh and Video Drum, of course. Oh, vi- oh Video Drum's very good. Yeah, yeah. Video Drum's yeah. probably my second favorite, actually, after yeah. History of Violence. But so it's very hit and miss. Like, like there's some stuff of him I really like. There's like two or three that I love. There's a lot that I appreciate and think are good. And then it, there is a couple that I just flat out dislike, and I'm like, this is weird. Because yeah. I remember, and again, it's not a horror movie, but I remember like loving History of Violence, thinking, oh, this is maybe a new direction mm-hmm. for him. And he did Eastern mm-hmm. Promises after that with uh, Viggo Mortensen again and uh, mm-hmm. Naomi Watts. And I thought, oh, this is like another serious thriller. And I hated that movie. I thought it was born as shit. Oh, really? <laughs> I, didn't get, yeah. I didn't get into it at all. And it's just like, he's so, I'm, I'm so hot and cold with him. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. He's so bad. And it's, it's not like all of his early stuff's the good stuff and then he got bad. It's so just back yeah. and forth, like, to what I like oh, and definitely. what I don't. Um, it, it kind of reminds me, I mean, I, I don't hate any other stuff, but it reminds me of how I feel about the Coen brothers, where they, they flip okay. around the, their movies so much that, you know, I love, you know, uh, No Country for Old Men, I love True Grit, mm-hmm. I, I love um, Fargo, but then there's like, you know, a, a serious man, or like, Burn After mm-hmm. Reading's okay, but not great, and you know, like, yeah. you know, it's basically the, the, the serious films I like a lot, the stuff that's more comedy mm-hmm. I'm not as into. Uh, that, that's fair. Yeah, I can see that. I, I still like a lot of their comedy stuff. Not everyone hits, but um, you, you know what I like that they don't don't really do as much anymore is uh, I, I like when they did like kind of more, um, almost kind of like crime stuff, like some of their like early I, stuff, like uh, Miller's Crossing. Yeah, Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Um, Barton Fink, kind of, uh, you know, like that kind of stuff. Uh, I get. I guess that just falls into their serious stuff, but um. Yeah, I like that. Um, That's what you're saying. But yeah, with Cronenberg, uh, yeah, it's like even the movies that I like from from his, they're not like, yeah, it's not like, oh man, I got an afternoon, uh, I want to watch a movie I like. Like, you know, I'm not reaching for <laughs> like something like the, like even when they're good, I, I feel like they're kind of like heavy like uh, watches. But I don't know. But I definitely like admire like the kind of like the risks and stuff he takes because you, you can't really accuse him of ever like. You know, phoning something he, in. He, if I had a word to describe Cronenberg's films, it would be evocative. Oh sure. He vo- he evokes. Is because mm-hmm. I feel like his films always have this dark tone to them. They always have this kind of like unearthly, like horror element to them, like sort of deep down within yeah. and. Like you've got the body horror, which you know ranges mm. from just like you know this weird thing in the armpit to the fly, <laughs> which is like you know the entire body is just this disgusting hunk of flesh that's you know yeah. is what it is. Mm. Um, but you know, so I mean, that's for what I'll say about this film is that I, I think the opening like half of it is the better half because it's slowly kind of yeah. building the tension and the okay, what's actually going on? What's what's happening here? Um. And then you know, and I, I like seeing it play out where she was, she's going to different locations and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It feel it feels weird to even like say there's spoilers in this because I, I don't even know if there is beyond a couple of things towards the end. Yeah, because she, she goes to like a when, when she eventually because she's in a coma for a while and she eventually gets up. Mm-hmm. 
So is this the official spoiler warning then? I guess, yeah, spoilers okay. from here on. But when she gets up and she sort of escapes the hospital and she goes sort of on the run, um, mm-hmm. and it's not even like on the run, on the run. When she gets back to the city, she like stays with a friend. It's not like yeah, it's not like anyone's looking for her really. Mm-hmm. You know, once stuff's happened. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> let's not skip. I mean, maybe we can come back to it uh, <laughs> after you made your point. But let's not skip over the uh, the infamous uh, cow scene oh of course yeah she, she actually <laughs> she actually sneaks out one night and then goes back to the hospital and she goes and kills well she doesn't kill she's just she feeds on the cow and then mm-hmm. the farmer comes in and he's like oh pretty girl oh and he's like drunk and he makes a move that's like the biggest like creep on the planet <laughs> and then she like feeds on him which leads to him mm-hmm. getting to the diner the next morning and like attacking someone yeah and then it, it but- keeps going the, the, you know there are a lot of scenes i don't know if they he was specifically going for comedy but there were like a lot of scenes that made me laugh like um when all right so the you know farmer gets infected and he goes into this like you know diner place and uh he sits down next to this person who gets their food and then as soon as he gets the food like the other guy grabs and just starts stuffing it in the mouth in his mouth and then the guy next to him goes like hey sir that's mine and it's like uh, do you really want it after he's like just like grabbed it with his bare hands and just like shoved it in his face like at that point don't you just kind of back away and go like alright uh, something's up with this guy yeah well I'll, I'll let them make me another one it's fine Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a bit unhinged <laughs> yeah no I can I can see that I can see that it, there's a couple like unintentional like scenes like that that, that made yeah. me laugh and of course she she bites the, the main doctor which i was really surprised at because i thought he was going to survive and be the guy who was like trying to find her or whatever throughout the movie but yeah. instead he he gets killed well he doesn't get killed he, he gets rabid and he mm-hmm. starts killing people around gets the hospital rabid. uh which leads to the police getting involved and all, all the chaos happening and mm-hmm. but the scene i really like is she she goes out when she's in the city she goes out to like a like a, a porn theater it's a sex theater oh yeah yeah, yeah. and she goes in and she's clearly at this point she's on the prill she knows she needs blood she knows she's a victim mm-hmm. and she goes and just sits down and i love this uncomfortable nature of like her walking into this because you know she's a very attractive woman she's you know it's a uh, marilyn chambers who's playing the plain rose mm-hmm. and she walks into the theater sister of uh rebecca chambers if I <laughs> from resident correct. evil yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure <laughs> Well, more like mother, really, given the, the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, fun, funny enough, she would actually fit right in in the Resident Evil universe. She would be. She's a biohazard. You're right. <laughs> she's a biohazard. Yep. Uh, but she, there's this great moment where she walks out of the sex theater and she like goes in to sit down and she sits right in the middle. But as she walks in, like all the men start to really uncomfortable look at her like, it's a woman. There's a woman in here. We're in here to watch the dirty things. We're in here to watch the dirty films and the boobs. And there's a woman in here. And of course, one guy like you know gets up the courage to like you know go up and sit next to her and you know make an excuse to like be there and then sits next to her, which you know of course leads in his death. But again, we see this guy later on again looking kind of ill and then turning rabid. And it's like you can kind of see how there's these little epicenters around the city where because she's like infected one person here, one person there, and as it becomes like an epidemic, you hear it on the news that, oh, like, there's probably a carrier who's immune, who's spreading mm-hmm. this around, and we don't know who it is, and we're trying to find them, and uh, go on. Um, imagine, oh. imagine if things had worked out between them, like, the girl and the guy in the porno theater, like, what would you, like, tell your kids, like, when they ask, like, how you met? <laughs> I guess the assumption is, is that anyone who meets in a porno theater like that, it's probably going to be an unhealthy one-night stand or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And not the start of a blossoming romance that will lead to a house and a family with uh, with kids. 
Well, I guess you would know more than me. So I do think it is interesting, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you said, yeah, we're, we're kind of seeing all the like kind of ripples about how like the in- infection spreads. And it does make for, I guess, kind of like a weird pacing to the movie because um, like you mentioned, there isn't like I guess uh, Rose is is like the main character, but you don't really feel like super attached to her. You don't. It's, uh, it's very, like I say, it's very cold and distant. And once yeah. we get to the point where she's infecting multiple people, we start mm-hmm. jumping around to all these different incidents, and it does feel very almost not quite documentary like. That's not quite right, mm-hmm. but the the way it just kind of like it doesn't matter if we care about the characters here. And obviously, mm-hmm. the only other characters that we're following, other than Rose, really, is her boyfriend who was in the motorcycle accident <laughs> with her, who. It's- becomes concerned with her, tries to go to the hospital, but then she's already left. So he he's with the because apparently him because she was in a coma for like a month. Apparently he became good friends with the you know the guy <laughs> from the hospital. You know the one who was yeah. in the meeting with the the head doctor. They have apparently become such good friends that he's willing to call this doctor guy <laughs> at three a.m. in the morning. And mm-hmm. then when he tells him that he's worried about Rose because of a phone call. The doctor guy offers to pick him up and drive him to this this clinic, which is you know out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's how close they are in this after this month. It's it's really strange, and then uh, it's also like, I I guess maybe I, I feel like the movie didn't really convey uh, that well of like may, maybe the time frame because, um, yeah, like when she's finally like uh like you kind of just forget about the boyfriend for a while, and then it kind of. I don't know, to, to me, there was, like, a weird thing where it seemed like, oh, did he just, like, up and leave her? Like, I don't know, it kind of seems like a, an afterthought once she's, like, up and about, and he's like, oh, cool, like, I'll come back now. It's like, oh, like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, where you're not, like, checking in regularly, or, I don't know, it just seemed kind of weird. It's strange, but the movie, like, seems to just want us to think that he's really concerned, and that we want them to find mm-hmm. her. Because ultimately, like, she's living with this, this friend of hers, this roommate, who she ends up feeding on at the end of the movie. And the boyfriend comes in, he finally tracks her down to here and he walks in and catches her and realises this is who she is. And she doesn't want to believe it. So the actual final scene of the movie is that she finds another victim um, Mm -hmm. in another apartment and, you know, does her thing, like infects him. And she's so convinced, she wants to prove that this is not true, that she waits around for him to change. And like mm-hmm. he, you know, the boyfriend's over the phone pleading with her, no, get out, get out, he's going to become, you know, crazy and rabid and, you know, kill you. And sure enough, it, you know, she gets killed. That's that. It's not the final scene. The, the scenes of them. The final scene is actually the authorities just grabbing her body and throwing her in a dumpster or, or mm-hmm. in the back of a garbage truck. Like they're just disposing of mm-hmm. bodies, and she's just one of them. And it's you know, and th- th- this is where I like. I actually have to stop and think about. Okay, so what's the point of the movie? Like, what's the movie really about? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because she has nothing to do with like anything that's going on with this clinic or the plastic surgery her and her boyfriend mm-hmm. just wanted to go on a bike ride and they got into an accident mm-hmm. which by the way which, uh, they get into an accident because some yeah. dude in a big like you know rv like tries to do a, a 180 and gets stuck in the middle of the road yeah this idiot i'm so mad at him yeah also it's a pretty clear road that's quite a long stretch i feel like you would see it quick enough to slow down at oh, least yeah. a bit, yeah. you know, like <laughs> they're going full speed and they have to veer off and like yeah. dive. Like, there's the, it's not like there's a, there's a lot of trees and it's like a like a, like a tight turn, you yeah. know, just before. It's no, it's it's it, it's a little silly. I I, I can help but laugh at this as well. Yeah, a little bit strange mm-hmm. uh, because of that, but yeah. yeah uh, so, because I'm trying to think, because I feel like most of Cronenberg's movies do come with like some sort of subtext, like some sort of message, mm-hmm. and. 
Like I'm trying to think of it from, from the angle you brought up. Like, okay, so it's about uh, being obsessed <laughs> with beauty, but I'm like, that doesn't really jive with the rest of the film. I don't think it does. I mean, the other thing, I don't know if it's maybe some, uh, especially if you think about the time period, maybe if it's kind of like looking at like uh, maybe like STD outbreaks or, or something like uh, yeah. maybe something like that. All that I can think of though, because because the final scene is her not believing that she is this mm-hmm. thing and that she's and she's the one responsible for this, and then that leading to her death. All I can think of is it's it's something more to do with like that that problem, like people not admitting what they are, and maybe that you know okay. that, that ties into the doctor. He didn't admit what he was, and he was trying to be something oh. he wasn't by operating on her, and that created yeah. something like this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I see that, something like that. But that, I'm not like. <laughs> and the, the doctor friend dude uh, who's helping the boyfriend mm-hmm. he just goes home and it turns out his wife's already been turned and she kills him <laughs> so he has a nasty ending that's just it yeah. that's that done <laughs> sorry come back next yeah. time bye bye <laughs> <laughs> you know someone's turned because they have like this like little kind of like green goop <laughs> coming out of them yeah yeah they're, they're kind of drooling uh, basically it, it's, it's very you know like a rabid dog is kind of the idea yeah kind of feral and just kind of coming for you um yeah you know what I, I kept thinking about this too <laughs> I, I don't know it, like if this will make sense but i kind of feel like I, I don't know if it's like the the sound quality from these movies but like everyone always kind of sounds the same to me in like movies from the 70s i don't know like like i feel like 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 girls always kind of talk like this and guys always just talk like this like <laughs> i don't know kind of is this something I was thinking about during the I don't movie? Think, I don't think it's a quality <laughs> thing. I, th- I think it's just who they were casting mm. and what they were yeah. wanting them to do at the time. I I, I do like a, though. I do feel like I don't know. Uh, maybe these were like more attractive people back in the day, but I do feel like people used to hire more like kind of interesting looking people. Like once you get maybe to the somewhat in the eighties and definitely like in the nineties and now and stuff, it's just whoever's attractive. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think there's an element of, okay, we want attractive people in the movie, but I, mm-hmm. it definitely feels a bit more varied, and it feels a bit more grounded here. Like, I feel yeah. like a lot of characters here don't feel like they're just supermodels um, yeah. in one way or the other. Um, whereas now, you you know, you, you, you turn on the CW now, and it's like, you know, all, all <laughs> it's these... Just, it's, they're just mannequins, and like, they're just like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> store mannequins they brought to life, just walking around. yeah. When you feel bad for the occasional one who's actually a really good actor, because it's like you're, you're yeah. getting lumped in with all these pretty <laughs> idiots, <laughs> because just because you're in that simple. Mm-hmm. But hey, what, what can one do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's and it's funny because I feel like we've been kind of critiquing it and kind of like sort of nitpicking at it and saying why it isn't necessarily a great. And it's funny because I, I do know they're planning a remake of this. Oh really? Okay. So we'll see what they do with that. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if I necessarily say it. Mm-hmm. it should be remade, but because I do feel like it doesn't live up to maybe the potential that it, it could have had, then maybe that's an argument to say that maybe it should be, that someone should take another crack at it. Someone should... Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily, like, if you're telling me, like, hey, uh, what's, like, a movie that must be remade? Like, it's not like this is on top of the list, but it's also one, yeah, I wouldn't get mad at. I'd actually be kind of interested um, Cause I... to see what they do. It definitely depends on who they get to do it. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to see this as just some shitty generic, you know, 
like a Akiva Goldsman <laughs> movie th- or something. Uh, but... God, 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 no. I, I think the, <laughs> the, the perfect version of this for me, if I'm thinking about it, is one where the the Rose character is more the main character and we do follow yeah. her. And you almost do treat it like a vampire movie where it's about her with her mm. thirst and her like, mm-hmm. going out on the prowl to like... Because so, probably some of the best scenes are her kind of going after victims, but it never really feels yeah. like a proper like stalking... like. I am the I'm the predator near the prey scene. Like it'd have been almost nice if that turned into more of that. Like it felt more and more like yeah. that as the movie went on or something like that. And and like you kind of feel like there's this maybe this kind of like turmoil within her where she's trying to like fight her nature. Like you, you get like a little bit of a sense of it, but you never really see it too much come yeah. out. Like like it it seems more like she's normal. She's normal. She's normal. Something flips. Yeah, I think like, when we say that we're not attached to her, I don't think that means we have to completely sympathise with her and see her as the hero. Mm-hmm. I think it just okay. means we have to actually like explore what's going in her head, explore how she feels about this, whether that's like her turning into an outright villain, because that can still be fun. Like you know, go watch something like Henry a portrait of a serial killer. You can follow the mm-hmm. villain, you can follow the bad guy, but if here again it feels so distant and cold, but we don't really even get to explore any of that. It's it's just kind of it's 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 there a little bit and. Mm-hmm. The movie overall, as a result, is 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 good. Like I, I think it's yeah. The scenes themselves are all pretty well handled. Um, I just think it doesn't necessarily explore some of the ideas enough to really like resonate in a way that it, it should. But it does have a good style, has a good tone. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> you say re- resonate, and it made me think of Resonate Evil, but. <laughs> <laughs> Resident which, Evil. <laughs> speaking of which, actually, Cronenberg might not be a bad dude to do a Resident Evil movie. That could be cool. I feel like I, I want to let the characters too much for Cronenberg mm-hmm. to be the right guy for it. True. Maybe maybe you get like a good script, but then with him directing or something, that could be could be interesting. Because I feel like I want Resident Evil to embrace its cheese just a little bit, and I don't know if Cronenberg's mm-hmm. the one to pull that off. Mm, all right, fair, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I want Barry to be a little bit jokey. I want I want a little bit of that 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 terrible dialogue and a wink wink kind of way. Hmm. So maybe more of a, a Sam Raimi possibly could be might not be a bad fit. Um, not Sam Raimi now. Sam Raimi in his prime, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you you don't want uh, James Franco as Chris or Oh God. <laughs> Oz the Great and the Powerful was such a garbage movie. I hate it so much. You know, I I never seen it like I kind of want to see it because uh, yeah even though like Raimi hasn't had the best track record recently like I still like him enough that I'm interested in it but yeah, it did not look good. You you would see you watching that movie you you would have the very same experience as me you would be appalled at how it's just a remake of Army of Darkness. Oh really? <laughs> okay. All right. Beat for beat. <laughs> See, it kind of makes me want to watch it more, but I probably still won't. It's actually insane how much of it's just the same plot as Army of Darkness. It's absolutely mind-numbingly weird. Um, but anyway, so so Rabid is... It's not a bad movie, though. As, as much as we're, yeah. we're critiquing a lot of it and saying why it doesn't necessarily hit the right... I think it does have that 70s gritty era kind of feeling mm-hmm. to it, which I think does help it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> In case you didn't know about that, uh, again, let us remind you, there's a porno theater scene. Exactly, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just it has that kind of feeling to it. There's some subtle touches. I do think Marilyn Chambers is good in the role. Uh, she has this kind of uh, stoic, but quickly turning emotional kind of thing that she has uh, it, it, a good few moments in the film. Is she in any other big horror movies? or? Uh, 
Um, let me check. Let me have a look. We'll see what Marilyn Chambers has been has been in. Um, she has she has a good name. It feels like a name that you want to say. Like, oh yeah, Marilyn Chambers just showed up in this movie. Um, it depends. Night in the Town doesn't sound like it. Angel of Heat doesn't sound like <laughs> it. It doesn't look like it. I'm not seeing any titles that look like horror movies. That's uh, a shame. Well, she's still with us. Let's get her in some uh, some horror. See in the new Insidious movie. Why not? Oh, sadly she's not. She died in 2009. Oh, uh, our uh, condolences. <laughs> um, well, you walked out of that one, Tim. Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so yeah. I think Rabid is a is a is an interesting film. I think it's worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see mm-hmm. how it's handled, especially if you like Cronenberg, I think if you want to like, you know, oh, definitely. look at Cronenberg's work as a whole and you know sample his different stuff. Um, I do think Shivers, which we made just before this in '75, I do think that's a better movie. So we'll probably do that at some point on streams. Uh, cool. I never actually that. saw that, so I'd be interested. Um, I, I think that has a more more of a fun premise okay. mixed in with his sort of sleazy sort of griminess <laughs> that makes you feel a bit icky. Um, that that movie is basically about like a parasite that turns you into like a a sexual deviant. Mm. So imagine a zombie movie, but instead of turning into a zombie, you turn into like a, a just a, a wild rapist. That's essentially Ooh. what that movie is. Um, sounds interesting, but possibly gross. <laughs> but <laughs> it's Cronenberg I... as shit. Yeah, uh, I'll, okay. I'll, just, I'll say that. Uh, so. But hey, so that's right. I guess we should rate the film. We should rate the mm-hmm. film out of ten. Tim, what are you, what are you giving Rabbit? Uh, I think we give it a, a six. Um, there's definitely like a lot of like. There's some interesting stuff. Uh, uh, but yeah, just the kind of a little bit of the unfocus and just uh, the little bit of drag that you kind of get in the last like third or so of the movie just brings it down for me. But yeah, still a good watch though. Yeah, I'm I'm going to give it a six point five. I, I think. It's very nearly in that good category for me. It's got a really good style. It's got a really good tone. But I think by the time I got to the third act, I really I wasn't attached enough to anything to really really care about the outcome of the of the story. And I think it's something that I had to do uh, at some point in there in the story. I, I don't know where it should have done it, but it should have made me. I think I think it, I should, we should have stuck with Rose a bit more and maybe grew to like really go along with her journey. Maybe not grow to like her per se. Or maybe like grow to like her and feel like a sort of tragic sympathy for her because she's going through all this horrible stuff. But by the time we got to the end, because we we actually cut away from her for a long time and then come back to her, it's like, oh, I feel like mm-hmm. we've not seen her in the last twenty minutes. This is weird. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, you know what would have saved it is if like the the last shot, you know, they're they're carrying her body out and then this just is throwing it. Such a stupid joke. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Oh, I'm serious. Honestly, like, I think this could have actually kind of like saved like the last little bit of movie, but just yeah, the end. The, you know, they just see you know her body basically being thrown away, and then if uh, you know her eyes just open real quick, and she gave like a little wink to the camera, and then said like, you know, see you again soon or something. I think that would have actually uh, <laughs> made the movie a lot better. I am not going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> I am available for <laughs> script doctoring if Hollywood is listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't even know how to how to wrap this up. Um, <laughs> I was just I was just googling actually. I was just googling a uh, rabbit analysis to see if there was any good like. Here's what the movie's about. Here's what the themes are. Here's because because honestly, it's leaving me a bit in a cold place. I, I'm not really okay. sure what it's. Uh, 
Well, this is exciting. Please read a 30-page uh, dissertation on <laughs> the movie on air. Ah, <sighs> got that. <laughs> there's nothing, though. Well, there might be if I dig deep enough, but there's nothing popping up mm. quickly. Uh, so, no, I guess we're wrapping up then. I guess that is... Uh, <laughs> Is, uh, I have no idea when this will go out in October. I don't know if this will be near the start of the month. I don't know if this will be the middle of the month. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll just leave it open and say, Happy October! Happy Halloween! Mm-hmm. Yes. But, hey, but no, thanks for thanks for sticking around. Thanks for watching or listening. You can, of course, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv mm-hmm. um, and support us over there. You get some bonuses, including voting rights and other things. Uh, if you can't do that, of course, don't feel too bad. You can, of course, like, subscribe, all the rest of it. Everything helps. And then- for wait, are we are we doing again in this month? Are we gonna have a, a, a one free vote as well? Like th- we did last year. Yeah, but that'll be in September. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Yeah, so that'll be in September. So we're doing the the winner in October. All right. So hopefully you already voted. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so 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 every, the patrons got two votes, and then there was a third <laughs> vote for everyone. That's what we did last year, and that's what we should be doing oh. again this year. So yeah do that cool uh and hopefully i mean we've been trying to fit it in and it's looking like it's been really difficult to do but i'm hoping that by the time you see this in october me and tim have had time to stream a game together uh i think yeah soon yeah so it's in the past tim it's in the past this is the future we're in october (laughs) so i'm hoping that's happened you can go over to mailed fuzz tv on twitch there's also a mailed fuzz games youtube channel so you can watch the archives of past streams which is mostly me of course uh, just playing games (laughs) Um, and chatting to people in the chat but uh, you can check out that I do play Resident Evil we mentioned I play a lot of Resident Evil so go, go check that out so th- th- thank you very much uh, that's what screams after midnight so uh, let us know you thought of the movie in the comments and keep watching scary movies and you know that's us so thank you see you next time bye bye happy Halloween it's October if I could if I, if I could do a proper like, high pitch scream I'd do it to end this one just because it feels like a good capper on this rambling outro. Yes.